and welcome to the Naturopathic Family Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Michael Smith, a naturopathic physician on a mission to help individuals and families achieve health and wellness across the lifespan and throughout generations. Thank you for joining me today. Hello and welcome to the New Year's episode, if you will, of the Naturopathic Family Podcast. I'm, I'm so excited you're here and it's a wonderful opportunity that we have at New Year's time at the changing of the, the not only the year, but the month as well. Sometimes this week, it's going to be kind of the changing of the week um, to to start over, to look at our lives and to figure out what went well in 2023 and what maybe we can improve on in 2024 and there are wonderful opportunities um, to change, to improve, and to be better. And that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about those classic New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to tell you a little bit for in later on why I actually don't like the word resolutions. Um, but from a naturopathic medical standpoint, as a physician, I'm always encouraging patients to make changes in their lives to do things that they haven't been doing to start doing to change lifestyle habits to start taking maybe supplements or vitamins or maybe even medications those things take those those things um, require routines to to implement in our lives and so everything I'm doing is about change and so it's very natural for me to talk about New Year's resolutions in a way of helping everybody who's listening in, watching in, um, improve their lives and make it be better um, today than they were yesterday, to be better in 2024 than they were in 2023. So that's what this is all about today. Uh, maybe think about this uh, this episode as the pep talk that I want to give to all my patients and you get to listen in. So that's where we're at today. Um, I think back to an experience I had um, in my training when I was working with a patient and I was able to see him twice. The first time he came in, um, an individual who didn't have a lot of nutrition education just for different reasons. He was in a position where he could change his life, had some rough, a rough past, but wanted to change his life and wanted to feel better. He wanted to, um, I think it was lose weight, maybe gain weight, some get, he wanted to work out more and get physical and he wanted to make sure his nutrition was adequate. So during that appointment, I um, worked with him and taught him about the basics of carbohydrates and proteins and ma- the mi- macronutrients and micronutrients that we need. And I gave him some very specific diet uh, recipes, some things that he can, can try. Um, and I didn't intend fully for that to be inc- all inclusive, but give, to get his mind going of some some meals that included all the different food groups and how he could incorporate all of those into a nice, balanced, healthy meal. Um, a couple weeks later, I saw him again, and he had done everything that I had recommended to the T. And I was quite blown away um, because not all my patients do that. Um, but he was he was on it. He did everything. He made those recipes, and he felt better. 
it was amazing to see he looked better, he felt better, and um, it was a success for him, and I think a success for me as well, and in part, um, to see that change, to see the principles of naturopathic medicine work, of changing the foundations of health, improving lifestyle, um, doing things that improve the ability for his body to heal itself. And it was very encouraging for me. Um, that's just one experience. I've seen these principles work. Um, and as we dive into specifically focusing on the health-related changes that we want to make in our lives, I want to share seven different uh, tool uh, tips, uh, in a way, tips, um, recommendations, encouragements, strategies, mindset shifts to help you conquer your New Year's resolutions and to make 2024 be so much better than 2023. Um, so these, these really are focusing on more health-related topics. However, I think the principles can apply to other types of resolutions you're making, whether it be social, whether it be financial. Um, these are all principles, but I'm f focusing today mostly on on health because I'm a naturopathic medical doctor, and that's what I do. So number one, um, there's three word swaps that I want to talk about. Um, number one, Word swap number one is to use the word goals and not resolutions. Um, we often talk about resolutions, new, making New Year's resolution. And when with that, we are resolving to do something different. It's like we're doing it, we're moving forward. And that terminology um, might work for some people. And, but I think for many people, myself included, Having switching it to a goal is is a simple terminology shift, but it can make a big difference in the way I approach it, such that I'm not going to get to January 14th and already have broken, you know, two thirds of the resolutions that I set. I'm setting a goal and I want to change, and I'm going to keep working at that goal, even though I know that I'm not a perfect human being. And so I'm going to keep trying at it, and it might take some time for it to impl be implemented. Once I heard a story of uh, being like one of those old school sailing ships at sea, the ones that use the um, sextant to, to find their orientation relative to the stars and figure out where they're going and the direction they're heading. And... I think of it like a goal is like picking a star, say the North Star, that we're traveling toward or we're using as a reference point. But for the sake of it, let's just say we're heading toward a particular star that we can see at night. And sometimes our course might deviate just for whatever reasons. Um, we might um, go on vacation, so our diet might be up, uh, upset uh, or um, different. We might get sick, so we're not able to exercise or move the way we want to. Um, life happens. Things happen. However, we're still focused on that star, that that goal that we have. So we do some, some um, course correction. 
and we get back on track to where we want to be. And by doing that, we're able to um, make sure that we're heading in that right direction. Um, okay, so that's number number one, switching the word goals instead of resolutions. The next word swap is to start using the phrase healing or nutritious foods instead of diets. Now, I kind of cringe when I hear the word diet, I admit. Um, I think diets are intended uh, and they're amazing for achieving short-term goals and with specific outcomes in mind. Um, The way I approach diets is that they're used to achieve a certain end for a specific amount of time, whether that's the Mediterranean diet to lower the risk of heart disease, whether that's the DASH diet to lower the risk of heart of high blood pressure, whether that's a keto diet, which is intended specifically for a select range of, um, of conditions, or at least that's what it's been studied for, versus just saying, oh, I'm going on keto, I'm going on Mediterranean, and I'm just going to keep going indefinitely. For me, as a physician, that's the way I approach diets. Um, However, I think for the majority of us, myself included, uh, these fad diets might not be the best for us. Um, Every body, every human body is different. Every human body needs different things and different types of uh, nutrients to thrive. And what works for one might not work for the other. So it's it's really hard to say, oh, everyone should be on this diet um, because maybe that diet isn't going to be great for you. Instead, flipping that, I like to focus on what are foods that are healing and nutritious for me personally. Um, I have some, personally, some diet diet, um, limitations. I don't know if that's the best word to use. Um, For me, dairy doesn't make me feel very good. When I eat lots of amounts of sugar, that doesn't make me feel very good. I recognize that in my own body. So my diet, my diet, the food that I eat on a regular basis typically doesn't include dairy. And it doesn't typically, I try to avoid sugar as much as I can, or at least processed sugar, cane sugar. Um, that's That's me. That might not be for you or your kids or those that you love. Um... And so I have identified foods that for me are nutritious, that are healing, that I really feel good when I eat. And I feel like that's something that we can all work toward is finding those foods that are healing, that are nutritious, that have a really great macro micronutrient profile and that we can incorporate into our bodies. Um, in our regular eating routines. Um, There's the idea of nutrigenomics, of how our body and our genes uh, have have programmed our body to be able to optimally digest or not certain types of foods, depending on uh, the enzymes and proteins that we have in our body that's governed by our genes. And so by saying that something is good for everybody doesn't acknowledge the fact that everyone's genome is different and our bodies digest food differently. 
And so that's why I really like to emphasize healing nutritious foods rather than diets. That's word swap number two. Word swap number three, um, changing the term to uh, movement instead of exercise. Uh, there seems to be this connotation with exercise, that there's an expected um, form, expected activities, expected length of time that we need to do for exercise. Um, and I feel like shifting that to be movement-based is, is, I think for me at least, so much more beneficial. When, when I say I just need to move my body, I've been sitting in a chair working on my computer for X amount of hours today already. I need to move. My body is getting crazy. I need to go on a walk. I need to stretch. I need to do some yoga. I need to maybe go to the gym. I need to lift some weights, go on uh, the bike, the treadmill, whatever it might be. I need to move my body. That's a different mentality than saying, oh, I need to exercise. I don't, uh, I need to fall into whatever exercise program that someone else has dictated for me that might be optimal. That might be what you need. But I feel like for, at least for me, and perhaps the majority of us, approaching it with a movement-based mentality makes it a little more accessible. We can move our bodies. We can move our bodies in our bedroom. We can move it in our office. We can move our bodies uh, on the sidewalks in our neighborhood by going on a walk. We can we can go to the gym. We can exercise lots of places, uh, aerobics classes, things like that. Whatever that exercise looks, that movement looks like for you is going to be great because uh, it's going to be unique to you. Find things that you enjoy and do it. Um, there's the an organization, uh, or I think several, it's a paradigm called the Health at Every Size um, mentality uh, framework. And they promote the idea of life-enhancing movement. And I love that term, life-enhancing movement. Um, and by moving our body, we enhance the quality of our life. I think that's the bottom line. Um, so that's word swap number three. So that's the three word swaps. The next, there's four other principles that I wanted to share. Number one, focus on the processes, not the outcomes. While losing weight might be a very admirable and important goal for your health, uh, it's not necessarily going to be the outcome of losing weight that's going to be the best for your health. It's ultimately, I believe, going to be the processes and the, the things that you're doing on a regular basis that will ultimately lead to better health. If losing weight is the goal, then the steps that might precede that might include improving your diet, might include um, exer exercising more. I say that because it's it's kind of just part of my vernacular, moving more. Um, getting better sleep. It might include going to see a doctor to see if there's any underlying health conditions. There might be so many things that precede that. And by doing those things on a regular basis, we'll, we will achieve that goal and then some. We're, we're, we're looking at the long stretch here. We're not just looking at a short-term one-year goal of what we want to be like on December 31st, 2024. 
we're looking, we're thinking decades, we're thinking our whole lifespan. And there are so much more of life to live. We want to get those processes in place so that as we age, as we keep going in our lives, those habits will be instilled within us and that we can uh, achieve all of the health goals and maintain them and not rebound back to where we are right now, where we've been in the past, but that we can keep moving forward at an accelerated rate. That's number four. Number five, remember that you can be healthy regardless of your body size. I mentioned, uh, I just mentioned the health at every size mentality. We can, we can be healthy if we have a larger body habitus or a skinny body habitus. Those, those, those things might be indicators of certain health conditions that we want to look at. That's certainly fine. However, we can, we can be healthy even if our genome has dictated that we're just skinny that we have a larger body habitus, whatever that means, that we can be healthy. That's the bottom line. Related to all of these above, and I hinted at it a minute ago, is that we, there might be things outside of our conscious control that might be impacting our health and that might be limiting our body's ability to change. For example, I have seen many patients with hypothyroidism or low levels of our thyroid hormone. Thyroid is a metabolism hormone. It kind of gets our body going. Like if you think about like a coal train, it kind of stokes that fire, throws coal on the fire kind of thing to get our body going uh, in lots of different ways. It affects lots of our cells all over our body. When we have low levels of thyroid hormone, our body will slow down. It tends to to slow down. Think of like um, constipation. That's our that's uh, which happens frequently during hypothyroidism. Our our colon, our our small intestine, large intestine, they're moving slower. That metabolism is kind of slower. So things move slowly. They're not going to come out as slowly. So when you end up with something like constipation, for example. Now, another side effect of, of hypothyroidism is the inability to lose weight. And I saw a patient recently who was struggling with that. And I checked, uh, did some blood work, looked at their thyroid hormone, and indeed it was a little bit low. The thyroid hormones were low um, or off balance, suggesting hypothyroidism. So, Maybe it's not the hypothyroidism, uh, or maybe it's not the diets that's not, not that's necessarily going to change. It's going to be ad- first addressing the root cause, going to that level of treating the whole person, treating the root cause, figuring out what's really going on here, addressing it, and then moving on, maybe simultaneously, but then moving on to the diet, the the food, the nutrition the movement, the sleep, and everything else like that. So we got to make sure that we're addressing the root cause of our health conditions and not just blaming it blaming it initially on things that, that are part of our lifestyle, the food that we eat, our movement, and et cetera. 
the last um, recommendation is to get a support system, whether that's your uh, spouse, partner, family member, friend, uh, a coach, a doctor, a physician, that's my job, is to really be that support system for individuals to help them achieve their goals. We don't live in a silo. We are social beings. We need and thrive off of interactions with others, and we need that in order to achieve our goals. And when we can work together to achieve individually, work together to achieve our goals, there's some synergy that can build off of each other. Uh, when we, If you want to go uh, move your body with um, a partner or friend, going to the gym <clears throat> excuse me, together can be beneficial because then you have a buddy to go with. There's some accountability there. Uh, when you go see a physician, you are, a, are in a way accountable to them for how you are doing in improving your health. They hopefully have been trained in how to help you achieve those goals. And by so doing, uh, can help motivate you and keep you going in that direction. I really like the idea of Legos. Um, I don't know about you, but me and my family uh, love Legos. Um, my kids got some Lego sets for Christmas, and these are some... some um, succulent plants that we made just yesterday actually and one thing I like I am amazed about with Legos is how very small pieces can add up to make really big things now this is this is maybe like four inches by four inches by three inches or so it's this is not big but if you you can uh, if you've been to Legoland if you go online you can see uh, these Lego structures that are absolutely massive, and yet they're made with very small individual parts that added up make something big. And when I'm working with individuals, helping them achieve their habits, their goals, I think of each little habit like a Lego brick of how Every time we eat something healthy, every time we move our body, every time we do some stress reduction activities, that's like adding one Lego brick to our the structure of our health. It's not going to each individual thing by itself might not at, be that significant. But over time and added up one thing after another, they do add up to something really really big. And it can make a difference. And it will take time for us to then look back and say, oh, that is big. Look what we've accomplished with our health. And it wasn't just an overnight thing. It took repeated efforts one at a time to achieve that goal. So I wanted to share some simple ideas that you might consider for in New Year's goals and not resolutions for goals that it might cha that to change your lifestyle and habits. I've broken them up into four categories. The first is sleep. Sleep is so important, and it uh, there are so many things that happen during sleep that improve our immune system, improve our body's ability to regulate different hormones, um, 
and so many other things. I'm not even don't have time to go into it right now. But sleep is so important. So going to bed earlier, um, turning off our phones, our screens earlier, um, and then waking up earlier. Uh, I don't. I love the the book, and there's an app um, called The Miracle Morning by Hal, Hal Elrod. And in it, he outlines a very simple routine that we can do when we wake up to start our day, to get us going optimally. And it's one that I, I've enjoyed. My wife is uh, the one who told me about it. And it's, uh, for me, been very helpful to think about starting my day that way. But in order to start my day that way, I need to end it the right way. <clears throat> Excuse me. To go to bed earlier and get enough sleep. We talked about movement. Um, going for a walk each day. It doesn't need to be long. Um, the American Heart Association does recommend 150 minutes of a medium intensity cardiovascular uh, activity. Heart, getting your heart rate up such that you like have a hard time speaking a sentence per week. So that's about 30 minutes a day. That's the goal for optimal heart health. Are you or I there yet? Maybe, maybe not. However, one something we can do is to start small. And the best way, the cheapest way, the easiest way that I know of is by walking. And there's lots of benefits that have been found by walking that can improve heart health. It can improve overall um, overall well-being. And it helps us um, achieve, it helps us be outside. I say it often because I believe it's true that the nature inside of us needs the nature outside of us. And walking, even if it's around our neighborhood, around the block, can help us achieve that goal. Um, we can do yoga, um, 10 minutes of yoga. Um, I personally like yoga with Adrian on YouTube. There are many others that are free online yoga routines that you can do easily from the comfort of your home. You don't need any equipment. Um, sometimes a yoga mat might be helpful, but you don't even need that. You can just start where you are and be your best self. Um, and simply something like adding 10 minutes of 10 push-ups to your routine when waking up, uh, moving your body right when you get going, whatever that looks like for you. When thinking about the food that we're eating, some ideas might include shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. Now, if you think back to the grocery store that you've been to last, you'll know that on the perimeter, on the outside of that store, is the produce section, is the bakery, is the meat, is the dairy. That's where um, the eggs are, is in the very back corners, but it's all around the outside. What's on the middle of the grocery store is the aisles full of food that's more processed. By eat, If we want to have a goal of eating healthier, perhaps one place to start might be to first go to the outside of the grocery store before going to the inside and getting food that's less processed rather than more. One idea that you might consider is to maybe save some money, but also to um, optimize the quality of food that you're eating to, f if instead of eating out, find the restaurant that you would have gone to and look at the menu online, figure out something that you'd want to eat, take that item, 
then go online, find a copycat recipe. There are several people that have reverse engineered these restaurant recipes and make it at home. I found that when I try to do that, um, my wife and I, we often can make the food for cheaper than we would have spent at a restaurant. And we get to make it just the way we want it. And we get the experience of being at home, eating it with our family. Um, I had the opportunity to, to look into some research about the benefits of cooking our meals at home. And there's among all the benefits include the ability to more easily stick to a diet plan, whether that's Mediterranean or whatever, um, increased consumption of fruits and vegetables, things like that, that we maybe we don't get at a restaurant. Um, one other food idea <clears throat> is to eat the rainbow. Different colors of foods have different nutritional uh, chemical uh, profiles. So if we want to eat the balanced uh, nutritional profile, we need to eat the rainbow. And we can find fruits and vegetables in all of those colors, including white. White is a color that we find and the, that we can benefit from that. And lastly, I believe there are some many things we can do to help with stress reduction. And one of those things that's so easy to do, and I even forget to do it. My wife says, have you been breathing? Have you taken a deep breath lately? And then I realize I haven't, so I do. Is breathing. And there's there's two ways that I like to talk about breathing. One is a four square method where we breathe in for four counts. Hold for four counts. Breathe out for four counts. And hold for four counts. So it's literally a square. Breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. That's one way. And just keep doing that. The other one is a 7-Eleven approach. I like 7-Eleven because it sticks in my brain. Because who doesn't like the memories of Slurpees? The 7-Eleven method is breathe in for seven and out for 11. Now, does that number really matter? Not really. What does matter is when we're trying to relax and to calm our bodies down, it's more important to breathe out for longer than we're breathing in. When we're breathing out, it helps stimulate our parasympathetic nervous system. That's kind of the rest and digest system, the vagus nerve, things like that, that help our body calm down. So breathing out for longer is going to help with that. One other thing that I like to do is emotional freedom technique tapping, EFT. Now, this tapping is based off, in part, based off of Chinese medicine using acupressure points, except you're not doing any needles, you're just tapping. And it can be simple, something very simple. And you, as you go through these um, tapping routines, you can help stimulate your body's energy meridians, help you calm down. Um, some really, uh, there's lots of scripts available, so you don't have to come up with it on your own. One great resource I always recommend patients go to is the Tapping Solutions. Alex and Jessica Ortner have put together some amazing materials. There's an app that they have with several free tapping scripts. You can also get the paid version, which has even more. Um, and I, I'm not affiliated with them, so it doesn't really matter to me. But I really like their material. 
Brad Yates is another one on YouTube that has a lot of great information and great materials as well. That's for stress reduction. And by implementing these goals of adding these little lifestyle things like the Legos, it can add up. It can make a big difference. And it can, over time, one day at a time, 365 days later, can help us become a better person than we are today. And we can have improved health, improved vitality, and and be a, a changed, healthier person. Because I think that's what we're all trying to do. That's what my goal is as a naturopathic physician, is, by, is to help people make those changes little by little, sometimes in, including that medical lens that is sometimes necessary to look at the root cause, but making a difference for them in the long run. So I wish you all the best as you work on your New Year's goals and by making small and simple changes, I hope that you can see the great results that you are seeking for. Wish you all the best and until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening to the Naturopathic Family Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, don't hesitate to share it with a friend that might benefit from this as well. And we'll see you next time.